The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring special guests discussing a wide range of topics and personal stories. Now live from the Pirate Radio studio, here's Shirley Rhodes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast featuring the ECU Players Lounge. The 2022 edition of the Players Lounge features eight different ECU football players, so we're splitting up the podcast into two parts. Part one's podcast will feature ECU quarterback Holt Naylor's running back Keaton Mitchell, linebacker Miles Berry, and tight end Ryan Jones. Sit back and relax. Today's Pirate Radio Podcast starts right now and we're going to kick it off with the quarterback Holden Ehlers joins us for another year here on the Delcor Players Lounge and he joins us to kick off today's program on the Pirate Radio Live Line Holt how you doing man what's up guys thanks for having me you sound uh chipper ready to go you excited uh to get back to practice this week heck yeah I can't wait uh you know camp's always fun in a way I guess <laughs> um it's, it's fun to start but then you know kind of once you get into it, it it sucks but I mean it's football season and that's what we work all year for so it's excited to get back and you know it's one day closer to September 3rd so yeah we're pumped holding this Troy as you know this is your final camp for ECU this is it so you kind of really go into it this year a little bit different just trying to soak up everything to know that hey this is the the swan song so to speak uh that I, I forget what the term what your dad put out a message out there it wasn't the last maybe the last ride or something I can't remember but it really did kind of have that feel that hey this is it for you and how much do you now like cherish those moments knowing that everyone is the, the last time you'll do something yeah, it does. Um, and I mean, it does make you kind of cherish it just a little bit more. Even the stuff that is hard and you kind of don't look forward to, like the conditioning test, for example, this summer was something that all year you're like, I mean, this no one really looks forward to it. And then when I was done, um, Big John was like, you know, Holden, you'll never have to do that again. I was like, well, crap, man. You know, it kind of sucks now. Um, so, I mean, just, just stuff like that I'll enjoy and learn to cherish. But at the same time, I mean, I've been here long enough to where, I mean, I know how things work and, you know, seeing guys come and go. So, um, I know your, your time here isn't going to last forever, so just enjoying it while I can and, you know, making the most of it. How much is chemistry this year with the receivers that you guys have? Because that's so important for you with timing and everything else. How much time will you spend? You've got some new guys that are on the squad this year in the receiving core, and you've got some familiar faces. How much time will you build trying to work on that chemistry and that timing with them? Oh, a ton. I mean, that's probably the most important thing um, on my list going into the camp is, you know, timing with the receivers and you know, just figuring out where they want the ball, how they like certain routes, just just little things like that that a lot of people may not notice, um, but they would notice it if we didn't do it, if we didn't work on it. So, I mean, it is it's exciting for me just because we do got so many new faces and we got some guys coming back. I mean, we're super talented, probably the most talented receiver group I've had and, and deep re- receiving group that I've had in a really long time here. So, it's exciting to see those guys work and, I mean, kind of see – see how fall camp goes and then going into the season Holden Naylor's joining us Holden what what are the the days like for you you say it's brutal it's going to be hot there's a lot of conditioning like what percent of fall camp before you really get into NC State is conditioning to say team you know one-on-one team on team good on good you know what ha, break down a, a camp day for us how different is it than a say an in in game uh in season practice and a spring practice yeah, camp is just all about, um, I mean, kind of one good versus good is what we call it, just starters versus starters and then twos versus twos kind of um, and so forth. But, yeah, it's just a lot of focus on ourselves. Uh, we don't necessarily go out there and line up and condition once we get into camp. But, I mean, when you're out there from 9 a.m. to 12 to twelve o'clock, I mean, that's enough conditioning itself with how hot it is and with full pads. So, um, we it's the, the practices are brutal, honestly. I mean, that's just – that's what gets you ready for the season, though, and that's what kind of makes camp special in a way is, um, you know, just getting through that month of grueling practices with that heat that you have. And, I mean, everyone knows that 12 o'clock game and game one is going to be as hot as any game that anyone's really been to. 
Um, so, I mean, we just got to get ourselves prepared for that and kind of just get through it um, to prepare ourselves. Yeah, you said it there. You're going to be doing some natural uh, conditioning out there with the elements. And we talked to Steve Shankweiler on the show on Friday, and he was talking about, you know, Bailey Malavik has done a good job to get his weight up. Noah Henderson doing a great job with his body to keep his weight where he needs yep. it to. But uh, So everybody's different, but with a guy like Bailey, and, and, you, and there's other guys like this, maybe yourself included, you can lose weight during the, these camp days right so how do you make sure that you're doing enough to uh you know not lose that body that mass that you put together this off season yeah that is it i mean you make a great point there and that's something that um the trainers do a really good job of keeping up with i mean we weigh in as soon as we get into the facility in the morning around you know 6 30 in the morning and then as soon as we finish up our practice and shower we go and immediately weigh ourselves again so they're always keeping an eye on that um if you drop a certain amount percentage of of body weight um they're on to you for the rest of the day and continue so i mean they have protocol in place to make sure that you don't lose too much weight but i mean i've heard guys lose up to you know 18 pounds in a practice before during camp just of just straight water weight and sweat so um i mean they they feed us really well i mean that kind of sounds crazy um for how big some of these guys are but i mean we get the most food we probably get fed is is during this time just because i mean we're out there I mean, like I said, people lose 18, 20 pounds during their practice. I mean, that's unheard of in a way. Um, so, I mean, they feed us really well, almost too much, but you, you kind of got to in that situation. And I got a call. You think we should go out there one day? I would love quick to. 20? Actually, I would. Damn. Hold on. I don't know how long I could make it, but I would. it sounds like a great workout plan, actually. Yeah, I'd probably tap out after this, one pound. I'll try right these last 15 are really tough to lose. I'm trying to burn about 10, 15 more pounds. So maybe if uh, Coach would let me come out for camp for a month. Yeah. For real. Um, I've got a, a copy of the schedule for the preseason camp, and I'll tell you one of the reasons why I was taking a look at it. First of all, it takes it's most it's a lot like an NFL schedule in the fact. First of all, all this happens while school is not in, so you're right now until uh, really the first week of preseason of, of normal, you know, season opener type of stuff, regular season practice. I guess is what I'm trying to say. There's no school involved, so you're 100% dedicated to football. There's no other distractions. You guys only get three days off during the whole entire, just about the whole month of August. You only get three days off. Um, so it's something every single day. And a guy like you, Holton, i got to imagine, even if you're off on a Sunday, you might be a guy that's in there looking at tape and still working. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, the days off, a day off during camp is waking up, going to church, go, watching film, getting PT, Um I mean, having having meetings and then getting off about 7 p.m. at night. So I wouldn't really call it much of an off day. But, I mean, our off days were the last 10 days. We get 10 days off right before camp. And, I mean, that's kind of the last time we'll have actual kind of time away from football really until the end of the year, um, until the season's done with. But, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. Kind of like you said, I mean, I love watching film. I love being around the facility, being around the guys and, you know, this team's so close that a bunch of us are already best friends anyway. We came in together and have, you know, changed this thing together to where, I mean, we, even when we're not, um, you know, necessarily at football, we're still around each other and still talking and stuff. So, I mean, that's just, that's kind of what is cool about this team is we're so close that it really doesn't matter if we're there or not. We're still going to be around each other. Yeah, I, I could tell the, the camaraderie you guys had just when y'all were in the studio here um, a couple weeks ago. We were all together and doing uh, some photos and stuff and reading some liners. Uh, you, you guys all seem to get along great. Yeah, we definitely do. And that's what's special, not only about this team, but in college football in general. I mean, anytime you, you get through what you get through in the offseason with these guys and even getting through fall camp, I mean, you're going to be close with them by the end of it just for how much you're with them. And, I mean, a lot of this team is fifth-year guys or fourth-year guys that have been through kind of a lot you know with this program and and learning how to change it learning how to win with coach houston so um anytime you've been through that type of stuff with the type of guys that we have i mean you're going to be close holton naylor's joining us holton uh you've been in school longer than i was almost at this point at east carolina that's saying something Uh, yeah no doubt and uh, i got a question from john moody regarding class but before i ask his question uh what what is your your class schedule like at this point in your your schooling career college career what what kind of classes are you taking this semester yeah so now i'm just taking um entrepreneurship classes i'm just kind of taking classes they're not going to go towards a degree or anything it's just kind of me to to learn a little bit just from built one broken and that's just a i can pretty much take any classes i want to now it's more about just passing classes to be eligible um i've already graduated so now i'm just kind of taking classes to to play football to be honest with you so 
Um, most of my classes is most of my my times going towards football, but the little time that I do have, I'm taking some entrepreneurship classes. That that's smart about that. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Good for folks that know you already have your degree, so you're you know you're just taking classes to stay eligible. And I I was just curious because it's been a while since I was at ECU, but when I was at ECU, I loved taking electives because those you could choose what you wanted to take. And in the uh, this counted as a PE class. It was bowling, and there was bowling lanes at the bottom of Mendenhall. I know they've done away like with Mendenhall or whatever, but do they still offer bowling as a class at East Carolina? Because that was one of my favorite courses ever. Oh yeah, that's one of the most popular summer classes for football players is bowling. Um, I've took I've took some crazy ones. I've took dog walking before um, as an elective. Wait 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 wait! They have dog walking as a class. Yeah, every uh, or they did when I was a. This must be new. This because if it was available, I would have taken that. What an awesome class! How do they? T- what do you actually learn in that class? Like how to pick up po- dog poop? So it's, I don't know if that's necessarily the name of it. I, I, it's something weird like that. But you you go every um, it's kind of cool. You go every Friday during the summer to go walk the dogs at the Humane Society. Oh, that's cool. Um, and help around there and stuff. Yeah, and then you have class. Like during the summer, we'd have class like once a week. Otherwise, during that, so I'm sure Carolina Barstool is listening to this right now. Is going to be posting all about that. <laughs> well, on the flip side of that, uh, holding. Hey, John- at least at least it's a real class, unlike some of the fake classes over there. <laughs> yeah, you had to show up. John uh, John says, "What was your hardest class at East Carolina?" Who my hardest class? Um, shoot, probably uh, accounting. I changed my major because I I. I took one week of accounting and lee workman which y'all probably know oh yeah um and i've known him forever because his son played with my brothers growing up and um he uh his wife taught accounting so i was like you know what this is gonna be good because i know the teacher i've always heard it was hard um wait one second my dog just got loose oh speaking (laughs) not a very good dog walker no thank god he took that class (laughs) let's see maybe maybe it needs to be dog chasing class <laughs> All right, we're on a brief hold here while Holt Naylor gets this his dog. Good conditioning. Yeah. Chasing how, your dog. How fast is his speed this year? Yeah. In this heat? She's fast. She's running. No, I got her. Um, All right. <laughs> so Are you, hold on. Hey, Let's Miles sure. Barry just walked in. Do you need Miles to go help you get your dog? <laughs> Wait, we got an issue. Right, is the dog okay, first of all? Because a lot of people are more worried about the dog than you, Holden. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get her. She's fine. You sure? Do you need us to let you focus on that for a minute? Um... No, I think I got it. All right. I don't want to be blamed for something happening Boy, this is to Holton's dog. Live this is, radio right here. Yeah, this is incredible right here. Give us the play-by-play. What happened? How'd she get loose? I was letting her out through my backyard because we just got back from the beach, and she took off. So now she's sitting on someone's front porch that I don't <laughs> Maybe we should uh, wrap this thing yeah. up. But Holton, uh... No, I got it. Um, sorry about that. So yeah, but yeah, accounting was my hardest class. I changed my major. What a pro! I thought it. I uh, so I was like, yeah, this class is. It's, I heard accounting was terrible, and then I knew the teacher though. And going into my first test, I was like, you know what? Like I kind of understand this stuff, and I took the test, felt good about it. And I got the grade back, and I had a forty-nine. And I was like, yeah, accounting's not for me. So I changed my major to communications after that. <laughs> Yeah, Yikes. and Clip, you know how guys, uh, you know, they're quarterback under a lot of pressure. They got, you know, 300-pound guys chasing after him, trying to kill him. You could tell Colt Holton is cool under pressure, continues the radio interview while he goes to chase his dog down. Yeah, that was impressive. Across the grid right now. Sorry about that. That is impressive. That shows me you are you are game ready. <laughs> Nothing faces this guy. Uh, glad that – what's the dog's name? Wrigley. I'm a Cubs fan, so I named her Wrigley. All right. What type of dog is it while we're talking dogs? She's a, she's a Husky mix. I rescued her um, two years ago during my sophomore year. I rescued her, and I've, I've had her since. That's awesome. There you go. What a great story. God, the guy does a rescue dog. I mean, his stock just continues to go up, Clip, with this. <laughs> Holden, have you uh, you seen any supernatural creatures like Bigfoot lately? I know that that happened to you years ago. But uh yeah, I have. Uh, I've seen two Bigfoot in my life, and uh, there's probably probably one of the only few people on the planet who's actually seen them and not lied about it. Wait, where was this? I thought you were joking with Clip. No, there was like a photo real? of it or something. <laughs> tell tell me the quick story on this. So uh, I was driving home from practice one day, and I live in Grimesland. Um, like my mom lives in Grimesland, so I was driving home from high school practice one day, and I looked to the left, and I was like, "Good lord, that's a big bear." 
Um, and but one was walking on one was walking on two legs, and one was walking on all four. And I was like, these things are huge. And then the one that was on all four stood up and started walking like a human. And I was like, hold up, wait a second. So I pulled over. I took a video, took a picture. They're real sketchy, just like about every other Bigfoot picture and video you've ever seen. Um, and then so then I called my buddy who has a sniper, and, and he was going to come and shoot him. So we became famous for Bigfoot. But by the time he got there, it was dark. So, got away. so there was like you you think you might have seen a legit bigfoot in the grimesland area one oh i know i did 100 <laughs> now was it a bear that was maybe just walking on its hind legs no absolutely not the picture that i have if you zoom in on it it's just, it, his walking form is the same exact walking form as the famous bigfoot book. can you text this to me uh, can you send this to me i'd love to see this oh absolutely yeah Oh my gosh, what a incredible like what if there literally was a Bigfoot right here in eastern North Carolina? You should <laughs> sign, sign an NIL deal with National Enquirer. They would love to publish that, that photo. That's incredible. I, I tried to send the uh, the pictures and the videos. I tried to email at all the Bigfoot shows. Those shows are fake. They don't want to find a real Bigfoot because they'd have been in Groms on this stuff. <laughs> That's amazing. I gotta see this old yeah. That is incredible. What a story. <laughs> all right. I don't know if we can top that clip. Yeah, Who's in the dog? The Bigfoot scene, Bigfoot. And by the way, we have talked to Holden like four times this summer, so all of our questions I know. are kind of out of the way. We've this covered morning. enough football. This is a lot more interesting. <laughs> it is. It really is. Be more eventful this time. Yeah. All right, Holden, we got uh, your buddy Keaton Mitchell of Miles Berry on deck. Man, this is going to be a, a stacked and packed hour right here. What a way to kick off the Players' Lounge. But uh, enjoy the rest of your time off, which is quickly winding down today as you report officially tomorrow, 9.40 a.m. Practice gets underway. We hope you have a great year, and we'll talk with you next week. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. See you all soon. All right. See you, Holt. Keaton Mitchell, uh, East Carolina running back who joins us. Keaton, uh, who's your favorite NFL team? My favorite, I go with Baltimore only because my dad played with them. Oh, okay. Well, that there's a connection right there. Uh, so when did your uh, well, who's your father? When did he play in the NFL? He played from 2001 to 08. Uh, he won the first Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens, they first Super Bowl. He played with Jacksonville Jaguars, he played with the Bengals, and he played with the um. I want to say some overseas team. Okay. Uh, fire or something. something the like rain, that. fire, or whatever. In the something NFL like Europe. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. NFL yeah. Europe. Yeah, that's what it is. Good deal. Good deal. So it's in the blood, football oh, yeah. is. My uh, mom played football, too. <laughs> the whole family. Yeah. Good stuff. So are you ready to get back going, or do you wish you had another week or two off here for summer? I'm ready to get back going. I've been dreaming for football for like three nights straight. I can't stop thinking of it. So, so like literally, you've had dreams of playing football. Yes. <laughs> waiting to play football. Yes. That's uh, all. What do those dreams consist of? Just curious. Like, just like real live game coming out the tunnel. But it's like, Mister's like, I'm on the team with my friends from back home. So like, we all yeah. playing like, <laughs> college football together. You know, just regular game live si- situation. So. So we know you're physically ready. You're mentally ready now too. If you're already yes. dreaming about yes. it. So uh, it all gets underway starting tomorrow. As you report to camp, uh, what are your expectations going into this year? You know, th- people are really high on Keaton Mitchell. They're, they are like, man, uh, they're expecting big things out of you. What are you expecting out of you? Oh, I'm expecting uh, big things too. Like, I'm like we always preach one percent better, but like this year, I'm trying to get one percent better, rush more than I did last year, try not to miss no pass, no blitz uh, pickups. So get better on that. Just like be a better leader vocal leader um you know a lot of people looking up to me um and yeah that's it really Keith, this is your first time with us uh here in studio on, oh, yes, on pirate radio it's great to have you by the way a part of our players lounge uh with the guys this season we're really looking forward to you being part of our team here at pirate radio let's learn a little bit about you how when you first started playing football how you caught the fever and then how you got ended up getting recruited at east carolina your, you know your journey that led you uh here to greenville okay so I was always in football, you know. Pops played in the league. So I started playing football when I was six years old um, in Locust Grove, Georgia. Um, that was my first year. I ain't never played flag football. I went straight into contact. Before I played football, though, I was in soccer. I was a soccer kid. Were you good Grand at soccer? Track. Oh, yeah. 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 You've been USA a soccer team, star club. USA team, everything. But now nah, um, I got recruited 
my junior year, my first offer was from ECU. Um, Coach Lynch, she was recruiting me big, calling me in class, like, ask the teacher, can you come outside, talk to me? Like, I'm in class, Coach. But, uh, yeah, talking to him, talking to Big Houston. Um, they called me every day, like, wasn't no school calling me every day. So I looked at ECU like, dang, that's the number one school on the board. Um, when I got up here, it was like a college town, a lot of fans talking to me. I was like, dang, I'm really – like, this something I could be a part of. So um, I got into that, and I committed, and here I am. The rest right is history. Yes, sir. Uh, you got a lot of uh, football fans. You yourself became a huge baseball fan this oh, yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you? Uh, how did all that come about? Because you became a big hit as ECU's number one fan during that run there. So I always, like, so my best friend, he, he go to Georgia Tech now. Like, he was a big baseball guy. He was the number one shortstop in Georgia, uh, so I went to his game, but I ain't really know what was going on, so I was like, man, this thing boring. <laughs> so I I went to uh, one ECU game with my friends. I think we were playing Houston, and like he was telling me what was going on. I caught on, I found it interesting. Um, I just started going, like the fans, they was into it, I was into it, and it was fun. Them boys good. They good. <laughs> and man. get gone. The, yeah, the, the get, get gone, gone phrase. Yes, yeah, where'd that come from? I just said it. <laughs> That's kind of your thing now, ain't it? Oh, yeah, yeah get gone. Yeah. Yeah. Trademark yeah. that. Oh, yeah. put, put it on a t-shirt. Yes, hey, we, we talking Mike. about it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a cool we're shirt. We're going to lay low with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was awesome, man. And I, I think it's cool. Uh, you know, just because they had a good year doesn't mean the football team will. But just all that synergy together. I mean, it, it's got to only be a positive thing for everybody. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, I hope they come to our games, show the same support, you know. ECU, like all the athletes, we all together. So they come out to the game, show their support. We come out to the game, show their support. Basketball, too, any other sport. So, yeah. You're still relatively a young guy. You know, yes, still got um, you know, plenty of time left here at East Carolina, but you, you've come in with a big splash and, you know, made yourself known in a hurry. And one of those kind of players that people want to see, hey, anything could happen at oh, any yes. time when he touches the ball. What. <clears throat> What are you guys working on What uh, from the running back perspective? What do you think you need to improve on the most? Or what do you guys were gonna, you think you, you want to work on the most going into this preseason camp this year? Um, one thing we're going to work on is like pre, like our pre-reads, like looking at the defense, knowing what's going on. Um, something I don't want, I want to work on uh, this preseason fall camp uh, is my pass blocking. You know, everybody look at me like a small back, but if I can pass block then, like I don't gotta work on running the ball. That's right. That's natural. So, but um, pass blocking—that's a big thing that I gotta work on. Picking up the pass block, blocking linebackers, blocking DNs if I got to. You know, just protecting Holton. Cause if he got time, then the re- with the receivers we got now, it's gonna be dangerous. It opens up holes for you guys. Oh, yes, sir. If they gotta back off to cover receivers, it helps yeah. the running game. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mike Houston said on Friday, it had to remind everybody there's only one ball to go around because there's a lot of talent. Uh, so you yourself, and, and man, the coaches did a great job, I thought, last year, splitting time with you and Rajay at running back. Yes, almost equal touches, equal oh, plays, yeah. things like that. I know sometimes you're probably frustrated, like, let me get back in. Other times, you're probably glad to get a breather. But, man, that really works out when you got a two-headed monster back there. Oh, right? yeah. Me and Rod, you know, we, we've been to each other from track, so – our bond is like real tight, so but no, nah, I'm never frustrated. Like if I'm in, I come out, should I know he finna go eat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like and that's the the type of connection we got. So like when I'm in, he cheering me on, when he in, I'm cheering him on. Like if we both need help, we'll help each other. Um like we both see something in the game, like I tell him, Look, this right here, do this and then this open up and like he'll tell me the same thing and that's how we build our connection, you know. That's how we build our connection on the field, and that's why we're so good together. Yeah, I mean, really true teammates. Yes, sir. Yeah, Keaton, when did you know that you were faster than 90% of the public that are living and breathing? I don't know. Like, all right, so high school, I ain't really, like, never really knew I was this fast because, like, I had a hip flexor issue. Like, I popped my hip flexor doing track um, my sophomore year. Yeah, my sophomore year, so, like, Every time I break, it's stride most of the time. Like, But now I'm healthy. I'm good. So I really find out App State game, like, the angles. Like, <laughs> yep. 
Like, dang. Like, dang. <laughs> the, uh, what, the 40 is kind of the gold standard of time. What's your fastest 40 time? 431. Hmm. Yeah. And what, what was the game where, like, you, you were you down the sideline and was it the – Oh, the deuces. The, the deuces, yeah. Do they the coaches not like that anymore, or are they? They don't like it, but uh, I don't even know how to explain. It. <laughs> so, like, when you're doing that, and I loved it. I thought it was awesome. It was right in front of where I was sitting. Yeah. Um, what what is what's going through your? Is it like later, or what are you like? What's going through your? What's mind? going through my yeah. mind when I break and I see I'm way past the last dude on the defense? Either I'm thinking of the celebration I'm going to do, <laughs> or Midway, should I wave? Should I throw the peace sign up? But the peace sign came. The wave came against Marshall when I broke. Uh, folks was lit about that. Uh, uh, the game, the home game, when I threw the peace sign up, yeah. coach told me don't do it no more because we're going to get flags. Then when CJ broke, Charger Southern, when CJ broke, he threw the peace sign. I was like, okay, then. Yeah. We scoring, why? You know what I'm saying? But, I hope we're seeing a lot of peace signs this year, Clip. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> a lot of breakaways. Who uh, who can contest you when in the speed department on this football team? On this team? Yeah. Josiah Hatfield. Yeah. Kerry King. Jalen Johnson. Uh, All receivers. Uh, yeah. But, nah. Uh, the, the, uh, no guys. DBs are catching you on the ECU team? No. <laughs> okay. One of them will argue with you, Duke. Yeah. You know, how he get, you know, he think he fast. He swear he 4-2, but, nah, Josiah Hatfield, he pretty fast. He up there. Okay. Do, do you get the point where, hey, you've reached your max speed and all you can do is just maintain it? Like, how do you, or, is, you know, at some point you can only run so fast and you're one of the fastest guys I've ever seen. What are you doing to try? Like, what do you do to try and get faster? Because I know you want to be faster, even though you, you might have already, <laughs> you might hit the ceiling at some. You're point. You're talking about like mid run, like yeah, like speed in the game. Yeah, just pure speed. Like, what do you? Uh, what do you? Do you? Tr- is it just God given, or you're working on things to try and get you faster? Uh, mostly God given, but like you can train to get faster, like your turnover, quick twitch muscles. But like, I ain't really working my speed in so long. But it's just natural. Yeah, natural. Yeah. But I worked on my speed this summer. We're gonna see what did coaches we... say? You can't can't coach speed. You can't either have it or you speed. don't. Yeah. yeah. How about as far as ball security? What kind of drills are you going through in the offseason at practice to hold on to the football? Uh, um, we do a couple of drills. Some drills we'll do um, what a linebacker holding on to is trying to rip the ball out one hand um, and really just hold tight. We got to I don't know what Coach Foster call it, but I know about a Barry Sanders drill where we put our hand down, run, stand up, and then punch it out. But really, most just hang tight to the ball. Um, ball over chest, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That type deal. Speaking of Barry Sanders, who are your uh, favorite current and all-time running backs? Uh, Chris Johnson. I was actually texting Chris Johnson the other day, but uh, – Y'all got Chris a relationship? Johnson. He a fan yeah. of yours? That's cool. Yeah, we yeah. cool. We touch bases sometimes. Ask him some questions. But Chris Johnson, LaDainian Thomason, Deshaun McCoy, Reggie Bush, like, just group. guys that I can compare myself to. But a dude that I, you know, I say Marshawn Lynch. When I was little, I like, dang, that dude, so he different. Yeah. So you've ran over a few guys, too. You can bring out the power if oh, you yeah, need if to, I right? Yeah, if I got to, yeah. If I got to, can't be scared of <laughs> Don't let the size fool you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keaton Mitchell joining us. Keaton, what are these uh, these next couple weeks? Uh, you're excited. I've also heard other guys say it's pretty grueling. So what are these next weeks like for you as you're uh, out in that hot sun? Uh, straight competition, you know. My spot never solidifies, so straight competition um developing the team chemistry um but it's gonna be hell like 90 degrees full pass getting after it offense versus defense defense gonna bring the energy for sure they always bring the energy it's like their energy is crazy like and we ain't got no choice but to uh match it so it's gonna be straight bump uh all weeks all three four weeks so it should be fun, though. And you said something there. Your spot in solidified, and it would we'd assume Keaton Mitchell to be there, game one, ready to go. But we know about Rajay. We're yeah. hearing a lot about Gunn at oh, running yeah, back. Uh, Camaro is yeah. – uh, so you got Pop. a very talented backfield there. Oh, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole run, we stacked. Uh, we good. 
just gotta pull them boys along you know what i'm saying uh getting them boys ready to go like high school that's that's done for we in college now big boy ball but <laughs> yeah dcu football running back keaton mitchell joining us here in studios we kick off the players lounge for this season and uh Keaton, as we get to know you during the year, uh, what about off the field? Like, what, what are some of your favorite hobbies? What do you like to do when you're not playing football? I play the game. I play the game with my girl. Play Fortnite. Uh, other than that, I'm playing the game with the boys or trying to play basketball. You know, not a, my point shot, guard? not really there, but <laughs> point guard, yeah, I pass the ball. Yeah, and play defense. I got to get my shot right, though. <laughs> <laughs> and what uh, what are your favorite, like, what would be your favorite TV show or favorite movie? TV show? Um, right now I'm watching All American. Um, what's it called? On oh, Netflix? Yeah. I'm trying to think of that show. I've seen it. I think um, it is called, like, All American or something. Yeah, it's another yeah. one, though. When the little girl knows, bleed. Which one that is? <laughs> Is that uh, your show? Stranger Things. Stranger oh, Things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's popular yeah, I'm right watching now. That. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching that. All right, so that's the show. What about your favorite? Are you big into movies at all or not? Movies, kind of. Every time I got to go back with the throwback Friday here and there. Yeah. <laughs> Ice Cube. Yeah. I like it. Uh, let's see. Question from uh, Chad. Let's see. Uh, oh, that's stupid. Uh, how about this one? Uh, how many third graders could you take on at one time? On the playground, as many as you can bring. Okay, yeah. unlimited amount of third graders yeah. you could you could handle them. Yeah. How about uh, what's your hardest class you've taken so far? My hardest class. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Okay, so math don't count because I'm not a big math guy, but <laughs> I'm uh, with you there. Kinesiology, uh, I struggle with mm. that. So, so what's mm. your major? Sports studies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd struggle saying that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the first good. part. Yeah. You're better than I Try am. Try not to stutter with that one. <laughs> good what, stuff. What about your uh, playlist for like game day? Do you have like a. Oh, I got to throw a little baby in there. Little baby. Right. J. Cole. Ease the mind with J. Cole. Uh, Meek Mill sometimes. Uh, I don't listen to Young Boy. I don't know why people listen to him. Nah, Lil Baby, J. Cole, and Meek Mill. That's really it, yeah. Keaton Mitchell joining us today, getting to know him off the field. What'd you do uh, this summer? Do you have have any football camps yourself? Uh, Nah, I went out there with Holton. Okay. Yeah. So, that was pretty fun hanging with the kids, letting them run around. How many kids, like, know who Keaton Mitchell is? Like, do you get a lot of kids coming up to you? Yeah, it's a lot of kids. Is that weird, knowing that, like, you... They know who you are, kind of. Kinda, <laughs> but I don't got used to it. But I was just with some kids today with uh, Demetrius Mooney and uh, Deontay Johnson. We did a little. Uh, he had something going on at um, the Steel Center, Drew, Drew Steel yeah. Center. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So I was in there hanging with some kids, had a little fun. So good deal, good stuff. Yeah. All right, uh, well, Keaton, thanks for hanging out with us, man, and we'll be talking to you this season here no on the Players Lounge. Yeah, no great problem. stuff. Good luck. Uh, this week as you get underway again and we'll hook up with you sometime next week yes sir thank y'all and right now joining troy d and i in the pirate radio studios east carolina linebacker miles barry miles good to see you how you doing man see y'all thanks for having me and and i see miles clip and in person i'm glad he's on our team (laughs) let me just say that because he has a way of making me and you feel real small right now (laughs) no doubt no doubt you look great thank you you're jacked um and miles i talked to blake harrell a couple of fridays ago he said that you were his wife's favorite player. Oh. And then I told that to Coach Houston this past Friday, and he said, once you have Miles on, he'll be everybody's favorite player. So oh, man. people speak very highly of you, Miles, not only for that. your ability, but really what you do off the field, the person you are. So I guess let's start there. Where does that come from? Uh, the- uh, really, I just want to be an inspiration to others. Uh, I grew up from you know Greensboro, North Carolina, where we have – I had several uh, older older people, older players, uh, brothers like that I looked up to. So I just want to be another representation of a of a great product of the city, and um, so I just try to do that every day. Let's talk about your story, Miles. What led you to East Carolina? How you okay. first got in? Like, when you first heard about East Carolina, maybe yeah. when they first started recruiting you, who was doing that? What that process was like, and what went through? The decision to finally say, "Yeah, this is where I want to be." Well, I was I was always a little familiar with East Carolina, especially when Ruffin McNeil was here. Uh, but really, 
junior year of college, or junior year of high school around 2016 is when I got my first offer. Uh, Coach Prunty and Coach uh, Mo was recruiting me heavy, and I, I loved it. I fell in love with them. I fell in love with the system that they were trying to Im- implement here. Um, and then once I once I got here, you know, we played that first season in 2018, and it was it's also funny because Coach Houston was recruiting me at James Madison, and those were I was I was a little hesitant. I didn't know if I wanted to come to ECU or go to James Madison because I really liked uh, Coach Houston and the staff there. So it really worked out to where I was able to where they were able to come in, and I was still being able to be coached by them in 2019. And you know, from there, the rest is history, honestly. But I, I love the decision to come here. I love Pirate Nation, and I'm glad I'm here. So were you be rec- being recruited by both schools when James? Madison beat East Carolina? Yes, sir. Wow. So that that so was the first circle. game. I came to that game, Yikes. James Madison at ECU, and I remember Coach Weaver, the uh, safeties coach, called me before the game, and he was like, look, I know you're committed to ECU, but just watch how we play at James Madison. Come to the NAM, boom, they beat him, and then he called me like, what are you going to do? So And now, now you're talking I about Trip Weaver? Yeah. Trip Weaver. So he's here. Yes, sir. Kurt Trip Patrick's Weaver. Here. And then, yes, and then he was like, hey, don't go anywhere. I yeah. might be coming to East Carolina. And then he was like, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Don't <laughs> flip yet, you know, because we're coming there. So it worked out. Crazy how uh, how everything wild, works out right. like that. Good stuff. Miles Berry joining us. Miles, how about uh, you and Xavier this year? And, and you already had – y'all were already – kind of leaders upperclassmen but losing Bivens and Ramsour now you're the old dog so right. what's it like stepping into uh, that role even more of a leadership role for you right yeah um Shoot, we just had we've been leaders, you know, all year, honestly. So just leading the team and leading the defense and in camp this year and throughout the season. For me and I know Xavier as well, we just want to be the best representations of ourselves and lead by example and then have everybody else follow. I've always felt the linebacker position for the most part, is kind of the quarterback of the defense. Most That's definitely. kind of the way I look at it. And I assume, you know, one of you guys is calling the plays for the defense. Yeah, so Coach Harrell is primarily calling the plays, but now, since it's year three of the defense, we have the ability, if we don't like something, and if something looks a little funny, I have the ability to audible or check it or maybe check it to a different defense, maybe something more simple to where maybe more of a base front. So I, I appreciate him for trusting me with that ability, but I also... I trust him in, in making a great decision and putting us into the best defense to make the best plays. As fast as these offenses go today, you got to make those checks quick. So, like, what's, how much do you practice that, just the speed of it that you're going to see on games? It's day? really film study. Uh, film study is very big for me, already starting to look at NC State heavy and um, different tendencies that they have. But you just have to operate fast. You know, the game of football is all about adjustments, and we really work on that in practice, and that's really what camp is for, being in those situations and being able to adjust i've always thought you know all the positions on defense i think linebacker might be the toughest because you know you work at the line you know you're going to go forward just about every time and you're trying to get the quarterback or running back if you're a defensive back you know you got to cover the receiver right a linebacker you do anything i mean you might have to blitz try to go after a quarterback you may have to drop back how much predetermined you know you almost have to kind of be a mind reader or the defense quarter has to be a mind reader knowing whether hey we need you up front to blitz or we need you to drop back on pass coverage yeah so with me with me especially I I move around a lot I kind of I don't like being in one stagnant position when I'm on the field and that can also give the offense some trouble because they don't they don't know if I'm blitzing they don't know if I'm back or if they don't know if I'm staying in the same spot so just trying to stay uh, keep movement but yeah like you said linebackers we do it all we cover we blitz we have to spill blocks you know we do it all so just being and that's that's just what practice is you know we practice it and we practice it every day and day out and it becomes second nature what are you usually looking for pre-snap for to try and get a hint on what that play might be so my read is usually the triangle i wish i could illustrate it but my we need to get a board in here write some stuff but i I dr barry (laughs) i usually have a triangle going from the sniffer or the tight end to the running back all the way to maybe the center or the guard on the opposite side so that's all of my keys my my primary key is definitely the tight end he's going to take me 90 percent of the time everywhere is the ball is going to go so once i read him uh that's my initial check and then my second check is to the running back and by then i know if it's uh, run or pass, and then I just execute whatever assignment that I have at that time. I think back to Bruce Bivens last year coming on after the Memphis game and saying, 
we knew exactly what they were going to run on that two-point conversion because yeah. y'all had practiced it. So that's got to be a good feeling, right? Like, hey, I, you still got to make the play, yeah. but how often do you say, all right, we got them, we know what's coming here. Right, and, and in that situation, it was what? Le- what, three seconds left on the goal line, and that's just a play where we, we only might have gotten two snaps of that in that week. But those two snaps have to be perfect, and we have to perfect it and take it serious. And I, I was fortunate enough. Jeremy Lewis made a great rush on the quarterback, and I was just fortunate enough to be there to be able to tip the ball down. So really just just great play on, on, on his end, on my end, and just Coach Harrell also being able to uh, set that play up in practice. So then in the game, it just came about. You guys uh, preseason pick six in the, by the media and the, to finish in the conference, uh, big time under double digit underdogs uh, to NC State. I love it. How much of that is there? You know, I don't want to get into respect versus disrespect, but how much of it do you feel that there's something to prove with this East Carolina team that hey, you want to show people like that have voted you guys down or think you're a big time underdog? Prove them wrong. I love it. I love being an underdog. Ever since I caught to ECU, we've been underdogs. So, you know, and we've taken down big opponents in, in, in the past. So I love it. I love being ranked six. So we can fly under the radar and then really execute this year. You know, I'm not going to do a lot of trash talking, but just know that the Pirates are ready to play and we're ready to prove a lot of people wrong. Is this the best chemistry of a team? You've been here as long as anyone. Right. Um, you and Holton, I think, have been yes, here the longest. Um is this the best chemistry out of any team that you've been on here at East Carolina? Most definitely. Uh, we, I know a lot of people preach brotherhood, but we we really are brothers in that locker room. We're a family. Uh, I know that I can call my coaches whenever they'll answer the phone. I know I can call my teammates whenever they'll answer the phone. Anything we need, you know, we're just there for each other, and we make sure that we communicate on all ends. So you know, we're not late, and everybody's just on the same page. We just we're really bonded. We got Ryan Jones coming in next. He came in last year. Isaiah right. Winstead, a newcomer, joining us later. Uh, we talked to DJ Ford last year on the Players Lounge, and we, I think one reason, Troy, you reached out to him, Mike Houston was talking about him that spring. He had just got there and was already calling him like a leader and yeah. said he you know, just got in with the group so tight. Right. Uh, and it sounds like from these coaches that all these guys you're bringing in, you make sure, you guys in the locker room, make sure that they're right for the team. So right. what's that process like and, and making them feel welcome and, and being one of the boys uh, well, early on? Yeah, well, it initially starts with, you know, Coach Houston and the staff. They know the type of guys that they want to bring, and they're not really recruiting people that would be cancers to the team. So once they do come, you know, just make sure they know that um, what the standard of the team is. And after that, we're a brotherhood. We all have one goal, which is to win, get a conference championship, and we're all tunnel vision to that goal. So it works. Miles, uh, getting to know you, as we said, kind of your first visiting studio, the first of many yes, part of our uh, Pirate Radio athlete team here in the Players Lounge. What what do you like to do when you're not playing football? What what do your hobbies include? Well, really, if, if grad school isn't keeping me busy as ever, um, um, I love to play video games. I love to play Call of Duty and Forza. Um, I also like I'm bilingual also, but I don't get to speak Spanish as much as I want to. So I make sure that I, um, you know, watch everything in, in Spanish. My phone is in Spanish. Wow. I'll watch, you know, Telemundo or just <laughs> listen to that. And, and um, that's something that I like to do just to keep up on that and then honestly I just TV shows and movies just to relax I when I'm away from football I like to just you know jump into another world with a good TV show or a movie have you ever seen uh, I think it's called Who Killed Sarah on Netflix yes, most, it's in Spanish right yeah it uh, is in I have Spanish. to watch it on subtitles also uh, Money Heist you know it's like okay. Casablanca I need to check that out yeah so you, when you say your phone is in Spanish my phone is in Spanish like when so. I if I text you it comes in as Spanish the date si senor oh wow jeez yeah. You're uh, all in. Yeah. <laughs> so did you do that for a class or is that a hobby? Like, so I was in a um, biling- bilingual Spanish immersion program from kindergarten to eighth grade where the whole curriculum in Greensboro, North Carolina, the whole curriculum was in Spanish and we had one English class. Oh, wow. And if we spoke any English during the day, we would get penalized, you know, how that is. But um, yeah, the whole curriculum, math, social studies, science uh, was all in Spanish. I took, I took four years of Spanish like in high school most mm-hmm. I can get out now is like como estas yeah me you know? too <laughs> yeah but I, I, I tested out of all the, the Spanishes uh, for college because I was already you know at an wow. advanced level that's so. impressive that is yeah. awesome thank you hey what's your uh, major 
my so I got my bachelor's of science in industrial logistics and supply chain last December, and now I'm in grad school getting my technology management master's. Damn, I think Congrats. football might hold be holding you back from a <laughs> nah, strong business all. career. Well, that's not what Coach Houston said. Yeah. Like, what, no matter what you decide to do, whatever but, path you know, and let's you know, look, obviously everyone would love to play at the next level, and and you still have that in front of you that yes, possibility. Sir. If if you weren't playing football, what would you you know what career path would you be seeking? I would love to. Uh, really dive into a career in logistics and supply chain. Um, I would love to be on the operations and business side of the NFL. If the NFL doesn't work out with me suiting up with shoulder pads, I would love to supply the shoulder pads for the team. You know, that's, um, but supply chain is in so much. I have a lot of, a lot of different avenues that I want to tap into, um, but definitely something with logistics, making things move. Yeah, I tell you what, and folks that may not have paid attention to that before, right? Uh, now know COVID, that everything uh, is a supply chain issue right. or a logistics issue, and nothing gets in a store for you to be able to buy it without logistics and supply right. chain. So it is it is crucial in everything. What a great career right. path for you because sure. there's always going to be a need for people that can always. figure that out. Products always need to move. Yeah. People always need their supply on time, no matter what it is. So we make sure that happens. Miles, uh, looking forward to getting to know you even more, but uh, great chat today. We'll talk more football and life with you uh, throughout the season and uh, see you next week. Thank here on the you. Players Thanks for having me. Man. Yeah, great Appreciate stuff, man. Enjoyed it. Uh, we got to get to Ryan Jones next, though, Troy D. So we'll yeah. talk to the East Carolina tight end. Solid season last year and high expectations this year. Big time. For Ryan Jones. Looking forward to that. Probably tough to cover in practice. Oh, yeah. Iron shot resigned with Ryan, for sure. <laughs> East Carolina tight end Ryan Jones as he joins us here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Ryan, good to have you. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Ryan, uh, a lot of people know you as the transfer from Oklahoma and uh, <laughs> got a lot of attention when that happened. So uh, let's start with that, shall we? Uh, how you ended up from uh, as an Oklahoma from a Oklahoma Sooner to an ECU Pirate? Yeah. So uh, during the whole transfer process, um, I really was just trying to get closer to home because I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. So, um, and I mean, I was trying to transition back to the offensive side of the ball. I, at, uh, at OU, I played uh, defense, linebacker, and safety. So, I mean, just getting back to what I mainly played in high school was just big for me in that transfer process. So, you yourself knew you could play offense, but, I mean, that's quite a leap, saying we're going to bring this guy in to play tight end. So, he plays tight end? No, he plays defense. But he played a little tight end? No. he was. Uh, so, how did all that go? Who who really believed in you here? I know you believed in yourself. So, so how did all that go? Yeah, mainly it was uh, the first guy I talked to was Coach Mons. And um, I feel like the, the coaches still kind of had a um, – they knew about me from my high school days because I mainly played offense. And, I mean, they took the biggest chance on me. I had a few schools hit me, but EC was the main t- uh, school that really stayed on me and stayed with me for uh, my transition. What was it like? Uh, we had Lincoln Riley here uh, for many years as offensive coordinator. Uh, I know you wish you'd have, he'd have got you in on the offensive side, but what was it like uh, with Coach Riley there in Oklahoma? Uh, it was good. Coach Riley's a, a definitely a player's coach. Um, he's a younger guy, so he can really relate to us as, a, as players. Uh, I really didn't have too much dealing with him from right. coaching standpoint from that way, but uh, overall as a coach, he was a great guy. How about coming in uh, as a tight end? You put up really good numbers uh, your first year, higher expectations this year. Did you meet your personal expectations from a year ago? Um, last year, I, I felt like I still had more I could have shown, which uh, I plan on doing this season. But definitely for the first year, was a, it, was a, it was a starting point, definitely. But my expectations for myself were way, way higher. So, Did it take you a while to catch on to get back to the offensive side, or is it like the old riding a bike? You were ready to go from day one. Um, I'd say I still had a still had some offense in me, but just getting back into, um, just getting like offensive plays and everything, just getting back into the swing of that was the main transition for me. Yeah, tight end, one of those versatile positions. You got to be able to do a little bit of everything Mm -hmm. uh, in in that. How much uh, you know when you have a player like you to incorporate? How much does that kind of change the game plan? Do you think with this offense where they want you know sometimes these high. Uh, fast-paced offenses don't include a tight end play, but you know when you've got a weapon and someone that is useful in that position, how much does that change kind of the game plan as far as how they're calling plays? Um, I'd say definitely just from the tight end standpoint, because I mean we have impact from the the run game to the pass game. So I mean when your tight end super active, I feel like it's hard to really key point if you're going to run the ball more, uh, pass the ball more. So I mean it just puts the the defense in a more stagnant position. I think it's uh, it's somewhat underrated. We've talked about it a few times, but you are the leading returning pass catcher on the team with Snead and Omotosho out. So I don't know if, if pressure is the word, but it's got to give you high hopes that uh, you're in for a big season this year, right? 
Uh, I mean, I'm definitely staying just even killed. I'm trying to uh, just come in level-headed and just grind every day. So, I mean, if you just keep adding days each day, I mean, by the time you get to the game, it's going to be nothing. Probably crazy to say this to you, but when Coach Houston got here, the tight end room was pretty empty. They had, you know, Xavier Smith was playing tight end the year before. <laughs> of course, the linebacker now. But now, not only are you there, but with Shane, with Jarman, and they're bringing in more guys. Sounds like Tyler Savage might be moving yep. over there. It's a, it's a packed room now, right? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like the room we have now is just the talent level. I mean, we have guys that can play outside. We have guys that can help in the run game. We have guys that can do everything you need them to from a, from an offensive standpoint. So, I mean, we're just definitely in a – we're a room that you have to watch. You have to have to um, keep your eyes on us. How did summer camp go for you guys this year? I know uh, it's a year-round deal yeah. nowadays. Is that, You mentioned before I heard Coach Houston say this on, on Friday, that, you know, you don't come to preseason camp to get in shape anymore. You come to preseason camp to get started on football. Yeah. The getting in shape stuff's already yeah. there during the summer. What did you guys work on the most this summer, and uh, how did it all go? I would say summer is more so just uh, conditioning, just like staying in tune with each other. So, I mean, our chemistry as a team is very – very very good just from the places I've been before and I mean once we we the talent we have and we add everything like that which just we're, we're building to have a good preseason how's the uh connection with Holt Naylor's you obviously want to be buddy buddy with the quarterback were you able to, <laughs> to get that quick and how is it today you know compared to this time last year yeah I mean I feel like me and him kind of started off slower last season but I mean just from uh the end of last year and just building from what we had um Building off of last year, we just really have thrown more. Just the chemistry's gotten super, super good. I mean, Andy's been working with a a, a new quarterback guy, and he's holding his arm is is yeah. one right now. So Peyton I mean, Manning. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he was down there with the Mannings. Yeah. Uh, this is a weird one, but like you're catching whatever's in the air, no matter where it's coming from. But any different catching from a righty and lefty? Like, is there any adjustment at all for you? Um, definitely, because I mean, for me, I like seeing the ball come out, especially for like shorter throws. I mean. Looking from a, a guy that's throwing with the right arm to the left arm is definitely different, but I mean it's, it's all the same. I never thought about that before. You're right; it is, that, a, it is, it is a difference. You know, it spins a little different. Yeah, yeah. You know, it depends what you're used to. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, which I guess coming from the defensive side, you weren't seeing any balls. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you see coming, you're ready to go now. Yeah. Uh, and you seem like a laid back guy that, that you said you're even killed, but you're on the Mackey watch list. Is that, you know, a big deal to you? It's got to feel um, good, right? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something. I'm not going to lie. It's definitely something I want to be at least a finalist for. Just uh, just even being nominated for that was pretty significant for me. Because, yeah. I mean, the, the the aspirations I have for myself for this season are way higher than what I had last year. So I mean, I'm, I'm hoping I can get you know close to that. Yeah. Ryan Jones joined us in studio, tight end for ECU football. And uh, Ryan, look, you're you're a big dude for folks listening on the radio right now. Can't see you or haven't seen you in a while. Get, what what are your current stats at height, weight, type of deal? Um, I think I'm like six two and a half, and then right now I'm like two forty five. Is that what's your ideal playing weight? Is that are you at where you want to be? Yeah, I mean, I'm usually I'm going to play around like 240, 235, 240. Which Holden, uh, we talked about this earlier, how much weight you can lose during uh, fall yeah. camp. Yeah. So you'll probably drop those like, like by Wednesday day. or Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty uh, it's pretty brutal out there, right? There, it sounds like there's a mix. Keaton Mitchell couldn't wait to get out there, but also yeah. said he's dreaming about. And it. And then he said <laughs> it's going to be hell. So yeah. like, there's good yeah. and bad coming yeah. up for you, right? Yeah. I mean, camp's definitely it's a it's a grind. It's a grind, but I mean, all the work you're putting in is just going towards season. What's the best part about it? What's the worst part about it? The best part about it is when it's over. But I mean, <laughs> the worst part is probably uh, it's just early mornings, late nights. You know, yeah, it's a grind. What, How's t- this, what time uh, do you get started normally? Like, um, you got to get over there early to get dressed. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably I'm up around like five fifteen, breakfast at six. You know. But I mean, you're not getting home till about like nine, nine thirty. Yeah. So you grew up in Charlotte. Yeah. Yes, sir. So what, what's the difference? So you know a little bit of, but Eastern North Carolina is kind of different. Eastern North Carolina heat versus Oklahoma heat. How, how do you compare those? Oh, Oklahoma heat is is super dry. Like here, it's just like you can feel the heat on you. You know, out there is more so like when you breathe, you can like feel it in your chest. But here, it's like <laughs> yeah. the heat is really it's, it's on. Yeah, it's on the outside. Yeah. You're sweating there. It's like yeah, you're breathing in. The heat. fire yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah none of them sound real fun nah. gotta be honest with you but uh talking to ryan jones in the pirate radio studios ryan uh who's your uh your favorite nfl tight ends uh, all time or current that you like to watch my favorite right now i watch is johnny smith he hmm. just uh he was traded he was with the titans but he's with the uh the patriots right now 
right. I mean, another guy is Aaron Hernandez, but you know the uh, football aspect. Yeah, yeah. That's hard, hard to put him up at. on the list. Yeah, too. yeah. That's yeah. what I look at. Though. I have to look at guys that's like my size. You know? Yeah, yeah. Who's what? your uh, favorite team? I don't have a favorite team. I have players though. But, okay, yeah. gotcha. We, we've asked some of the guys, you know, when you're not playing football and you're just, you know, Ron Jones, just the guy. What do you like to do? What what hobbies do you have? Um, I'm big into like movies, so I mean, I have like probably almost every, I'm not YouTube, but uh, movie account like Peacock, Hulu, Netflix. I mean, all I do is watch movies when I'm hanging out. What, what are some of your favorite? Some of my favorite, uh, Mad Max is one of my favorite movies. Classic. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I watch the little scary movies, Insidious movies, Conjuring. Um, so you're into the horror stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it, it depends. Any comedies? Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, Death at a Funeral. Um, what else? I just watched the movie last night, Ambulance. It was pretty good. Right. It's on Peacock. You have to check it out. I have to check that one out. Yeah, Ryan Jones joining us. Uh, so uh, yeah, what else do you like to do uh, outside? Or what did you do this summer away from football? Anything you did this summer? Um, this summer was for me it was mainly just to get my mind and body right. You know, so, I mean, this was especially with this being my last uh, college season. I really just wanted to take advantage of getting my body fully healthy for camp. You know, so I didn't have any hiccups during season. But uh, yeah, that was mainly what I was doing. Talk to we'll talk to hear from Rajay later on. Talk to him earlier today. He said he he was a lot of Sprite and McDonald's when he was a freshman and quickly learned that's not the way to be. So yeah. how about nutrition-wise? Uh, what, what's your, your diet looking like? Um, For me, I'm definitely I'm – not, I'm not too big on cooking. That's just not me. But uh, I'll probably go to – I'm big on, like, Panera Bread. I go there a lot, Chipotle. Um, I eat good. But I mean, I, I, I pay for all my stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm big on food. Yeah, and then you train it off if you got to, yeah. basically. What uh, What's it like working with Big John uh, in the in the weight room? I mean, he's great strength coach wise. I mean, just as a as a person as well. Luckily, I came from a, a good strength program, so I mean, the transition was super smooth. He, um, we we do basically the same stuff in the weight room, from the same uh, lifts, uh, lifting mechanics, all that stuff. So I mean, it really was a it was a smooth transition. I mean, he's a great guy. He's a outside of just being a strength coach, he's a a good person. You know, what I mean, he can talk to you about anything. So, and what Oklahoma's in Stillwater. No, I said uh, no uh, I'm sorry, Norman. Norman. Yeah, Stillwater's no, the opposite of the wrong team. Yeah, yeah you can't say uh, that. Oklahoma. He's State. using Raleigh, right? <laughs> Nor- Norman, Oklahoma. What's yeah. uh, it, it, Are there similarities between Norman and, and Greenville at all? Um, yeah, they're both college towns. I mean, yeah. it's country a little bit, but I mean, it's, it's really about the same. Mm-hmm. So are you like Charlotte, Charlotte, like a city boy, or are you more of a country guy? Than- uh, I'm more of a city person myself. Okay. I have no problem with the country. I've been out there for about four or five years, but I mean, I, I prefer being uh, being in the city. You don't mind a few mosquitoes and yeah, things like that? Yeah, nah. I'm <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, talking to Ryan Jones today, getting ready for camp. Uh, so what's this uh, this week look like for you? I know you guys start Wednesday. What's your Tuesday looking like? Um, Tuesday we have report day at uh at one, and then we have a, um a team run after that. But then it's just mentally getting ready for that first day. So I mean, you really want the first day to be smooth and crisp because I mean we've been going through stuff majority of the summer. So I mean, the first day is pretty important on how the rest of the spring is. I'm mean, not the spring, but the the fall is going to go. So and Holden was saying, so the conditioning test is in the rear. You don't have to worry about that, right? Yeah, no, nah, that's good. You do all right with that? Yeah. What, what what are they like nowadays? I know some of it, but a lot of people probably don't know anything that what that means when you say conditioning test. What are they? What what are they putting you through? Um, you can do shuttles, so it'd be like twenty five yard shuttle. You're doing that about six times. You can do a, a fifty yard shuttle after that. Do that down, back down, and then it's hundred and fifty. So you're running fifty yards. And then run 100 yards, which is you're doing that about like five times. And you have to do it within a certain time period. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't meet that time criteria, what happens? You have to do it again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you got to, if you don't pass the fitness test, you have to redo it. Yeah. You have to, you can't really be on the team until you do it. That's how serious it is, right? Mm hmm. So, I mean, if you're dedicated, it should be easy to do so. Any weights involved, or is it all pretty much nah, fitness it's, running? It's, it's all, all running. St- straight up running. Yeah. yeah. I remember years ago, Albert Hainsworth was getting paid 
trillions by Washington. I remember that. They, kept, they started putting it on ESPN. Yeah, they were like showing him like half-assing his fitness. Yeah. He was just taking it as a joke. And they're like, they won't let him practice till he passes his test. And, and it was like practice. seven days into camp. Yeah. And he was just like jogging out there. <laughs> like, didn't, I mean, it was a, it was a joke. But uh, he, I think he, when he wanted to, he just passed it. Yeah. He was just like screwing around with him or whatever. But that's my f- most famous memory of a, a test, a conditioning test. How hard is it for you? I mean, you're a bigger guy, you know. Uh, for my size, I feel like I run pretty well. I mean, regardless, you're going to be tired by I me. Mean, it's just a mental check. Yeah. You just have to get through it. Yeah. Uh, you said earlier, you getting to know the plays and, and the terminology, that stuff was, was something you had to catch on to. It sounds like you might be used some in the slot. So are you, as far as playbook goes, you're ready to go this year? Yeah, definitely. This year, more than last year, I'm just more... I know the whole entire concept instead of just my position alone. So, I mean, I'm definitely just, from playbook-wise, that was a big stride I wanted to make for this uh, upcoming season, definitely for this camp. So Awesome. Ryan, uh, good to get to know you, man. We'll get to know you more uh, throughout this season and throughout this fall camp. So, uh, good good first impression, and can't wait to do it again next week. Yes, sir. Thank yeah, you. good stuff. Appreciate it, Thanks, man. man. And that was another great episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast, the ECU Players Lounge edition. We'll be back very soon with part two of the Players Lounge. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in your Apple Store. You can also visit our website at PR927FM.com. And you can also follow us on social media at PR927FM to keep up with the latest news and information. Until next time, have a great day, everyone. You've been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio. Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.